center and go. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I am Gemma. I am Chippy. Chippy's back from sunny Spain. She can't go out for two weeks. I'm literally, I put first thing I did last night when I got home, even though I've come home penniless, I bought myself a you know those things that you promise that when you have money you try and buy but they're out of stock mm. but in your head you've spent that money so when it comes back in stock and you actually have no money you get it anyway because you're like but I've already bought it I've committed mentally bought well, it yeah yeah so that's that's what happened and I bought what can only be described as an adult's romper suit um if you plan on spending that much time in house and I was like, now's the time. If you're going to have an adult romper. I mean, when you say adult romper, you, you, what you're saying is you've essentially got a onesie. It's a jumpsuit. Right. But roomy. It's a, it's a baggy, big pattern, bold patterned jumpsuit. Ooh, that sounds right. Uh, my and my friend Florence, who is 5'10" yeah one and she always has to get the larger size and everything because she's 510 and so i put her large on expecting to look like a hobbit and it was the most comfortable thing i've ever put on so although i got a bit fixated on what size i should get i think either way it's going to be a win i'm excited that's yeah. day one ordered a romper <sighs> then what will be happening by this time next week. Who's doing all the school run? Is Joe doing all the school run? Joe is because his work don't want him in the office. Rude. But actually, as Boris has said, we all have to work from home if we can anyway. And he can. Yeah. So he, because quarantine is very weird. So I can't leave my house at all, even to walk the dogs. But my husband and kids can. Oh, yeah. um, and obviously I'm not supposed to be, I was going to be quite distant from the children, but Jack, who is three, came to pick me up from the airport and it's the only time he's ever looked pleased to see me and he tried, he liked that thing where they kick to be put down on the floor because Joe was carrying and he came running over and I was like, wow, I'm going to snog yeah. the hell out of you. So, yeah. I know. And then by the, by bedtime he was like, I don't want you, I want daddy. So, you know. Had about an hour of, of being favourite. That's enough for me. Um, That's why we're doing. So, but we are going to be sensible. So Joe is doing drop off and pick up. He will go to the shop if we need anything, and he will walk the dogs. Um. But but we're not. He, you know, we're not doing. He's not going into work. He's not going on the tube. We're not going to see anyone. Etc. And hopefully I won't have it and it will be fine. Yeah. Uh, but, it, you know, it is, I mean, it is, it, it, it's very weird because obviously I was flying from Gibraltar, which is technically UK. So I didn't have my temperature taken on the plane. I didn't have any of that, as I think you do if you're coming from Spain. But I had just walked across the border. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of those things where 
on the plane they were very good we had loads of instructions on the plane everyone wore their masks all the time the captain was like if you don't want to wear your mask please speak to a member of staff now so we can make other arrangements for you, put you on the so wing. i was like yeah either like strap you to the wing or just put you on the tarmac and wave as we go <laughs> um which and it, so i thought that was quite good um but yeah so now i'm here in my house forever does still happen to me this week yes always walked into the gym oh god i'm so i prayed last night i actually prayed to god that, that boris wasn't going to close gyms um men use gyms so i think you're going to be okay there <laughs> anyway, so I walked into my gym on Sunday. There's like no one ever, 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 ever in my gym. Right? And I always go through that. But huh? You should tell Boris that. Yeah. So it's three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. I walk in, Kerry Katana just stood there smiling at me. And I'm like, <laughs> anyone, obviously, I, I realize now that no one can see that expression that I was just bemused. I was just also we might even have some listeners who don't know who she is well i'm surprised you know who she is to be fair chippy i refuse to serve was she an atomic kitten yes oh yes i knew you'd have a story go on what's your story yeah. when i worked at <laughs> uh in piccadilly circus oh, I remember I, this. yeah i used to work in the customer services team so i was on the front desk for uh half a shift yeah and then downstairs in the Ticketmaster customer services desk for the second half which also had a till so if you were savvy you'd go and use that till because it was tucked away under the stairs and there was never a queue but um and kerry and somebody else from atomic kitten with the long red hair yes they we're talking about the originals here because anyway yeah. they came to my till and i closed it <laughs> And then way, I said, I'm terribly sorry, the till's closed. Luckily, my manager was standing there fully okay with supporting my move. And they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, you have to go to the pop till over there. The and till? then, <laughs> and then is, as they, This is the dark arts till, okay? Yes. Pop music over there. Over there. Only heavy metal. Over there. <laughs> and then as they left, I put my till back on and said to the next person, come forward, please. So that was my well, so, so I said, I am notoriously bad for recognizing famous people, but they're not famous. <laughs> like, I have been known to go to my gym and then text Mike and say, oh my God, Linda Robson and Dale Winton are on the treadmill at my gym. <laughs> like I see, doppelgangers everywhere I go right slide pictures of them to Derek and he's like so no. I, <clears throat> and then and then so I text Mike I'm like I am not shitting you on whatsapp he's like what I was like Kerry Katona is in my gym and he was like whatever I'm like no I say like, actually I thought <laughs> I promise you because I said to him, I thought the same I thought no it can't be her you've just done that thing again I said then she spoke and I was like ah. Oh. Yeah, because she's got a very rank, she's rank, isn't she? She's not much, she's from Warrington, so she's got a northern accent like me. But it was very off-putting, because it was literally just me and Kerry Katona, 
and her other half, her boyfriend or husband, I don't know, in the gym. Um, and I just felt all of a sudden very self-conscious. <laughs> I think it was really like, what I want to look like, that organised mum. And then, oh, and then anyway, it turns out she's joined my gym. So if I go again and see her, I'd be like, yo, texted someone and yo, said, Kessa, remember that time when you went to Tower Records and that really snooty? <laughs> I looked completely different, so she wouldn't recognise me now. And that is, um, the, um, what is it, seven degrees, six degrees separation? What is it? Yeah. Five degrees. Five degrees separation from Kevin Bacon. Yeah, whatever. So that's, that's my hot news for the week. But... I wonder if she was texting people saying, oh my God, the organised mum's at my gym. No, Boom. because no. because what happened was I then, <laughs> I then went onto her Instagram and commented, I was like, hi, I love it. Did you say I saw you at the gym today? No, because I'm not weird. What I okay. did was she, <laughs> she, posted, she posted a picture of her going, at a new gym, joined a new gym, fresh start. And I was like, oh, well, I am a member of that gym. And I am going to welcome her as a fellow gym member. And as I said to my, I hope she doesn't tell everyone because I like it quiet. I like the fact that no one goes to my gym. Hope you like the gym. I love it though. And oh, she, that's nice. Yeah, that's well. I'm a nice person. I thought you'd commented on her pitch to being like, see you at the gym or no. something. No. Which would be weird. Oh yeah, just like the idea of her catching you, whispering goodbyes to the gym machines. Quit the gym. There were weirdos there. This is one woman. It looks like she's licking the machine. She cries every time <laughs> They're all weird in Kent. Oh. Does she live yeah. in Kent? She must live in Kent then. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's commutable. It's very, 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 very odd seeing someone out of context. My best friend at school, who is now an author, an actress. She went out for her birthday, which I think it was her 16th birthday, and got a little bit tipsy, went to London, because that's what we did in the Shires. You'd go up to London for a jolly. And when she, and she, and she get her. What? You go to town. You go up to town. And you'd, you could get home, you know, you could just drive home in the middle of the night, it was fine. But anyway, so she went to one of those NCP car parks <laughs> underground and um, she was quite tiddled and she was with her mum and she was paying for the ticket while her mum was about to drive home. And Lenny Henry was there and she forgot that she didn't know him personally. I do know. She, she just recognised him. So she went, hey, Lenny. And he was like, hello. And then... She got in the car and her mum was like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm saying hi to Lenny. And she was like, you're so embarrassing. And she's like, but he's a friend of ours. We must know him from somewhere. She's like, yeah, from the telly. She was so embarrassed. It was amazing. <laughs> so she's like the opposite of you where she thinks that she knows people. No social filter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, what are we talking about this week, Chips? Actual dirty laundry to air. Yeah. Literal. literal dirty laundry don't we yeah i have an opinion on this dirty laundry actually includes dirty laundry which is just like the perfect segue <laughs> segue segue into it and 
I thought what would be nice is it, do you have a confession you'd like to share with the group, Chipper? Have we already shared my confession? Well, you must have more than one. That was when you pooed your, peed your pants in France. Yeah, but I was wondering if we shared that or if it yeah. got cut. So I don't know what. One of the highlights of my, of my, of my life. <laughs> um, oh, I've got loads, probably. Um, do you have some? I don't think we've had a Gemma. She's always trying to get everyone else to air theirs without. Okay, I've got one. Okay, go. Um, so a lot of people might know that I have written a book on cleaning. Yeah. This is where I confess. I don't have a cleaner. Okay. Edit. <laughs> I thought, I was like, what? All along you've had a cleaner? I thought that was your confession. But one thing that I, that my mum always, she thinks it's hilarious that I've written a book on cleaning. And one thing she always tells me is one, so when I was about 16, 15, 16 years old, I came home from school and I used to have packed lunches. And I um, threw my bag underneath the bed. And I think it must have been because that bag was not retrieved for weeks. And by the time, maybe a couple of weeks, 10 days, when my mum finally retrieved it, the inside of the bag was crawling in maggots because I oh. all of my sandwiches. Oh, maggots. Did she clean it or did she make you clean it? No, she was nice and cleaned it. I'd gone out. I was out with my mates having a jolly old summer somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's my confession that um, my mum hasn't always been very clean and tidy. <laughs> no, my mum would have kept that for me as a special welcome home treat um yeah i can't think of any i, I mean i can think of loads but they're not appropriate they're too dirty to be aired <laughs> that's in the, uh, the late night version uh, the after dark version yeah the dark night laundrette the late night late night laundry um also we just had my i refuse to serve Kerry Katona, so that's fairly dirty laundry. Um, on a similar note though, and it was like a karmic reward, the only time I ever had a till malfunction was with Ken Hom. Do you remember Ken Hom? One of his books in my shelf. Well, he did not, I mean, he was, he was spending, I remember, £183, um, and I racked it out wrong. And he was really good about it for the first seven minutes. And then it started to grate on all of us that I was. And he did go to another till. So. Uh, I do have another one. Um, I have burned yeah. a hole in um, Steve Coogan's shirt. <laughs> How did he take that? Uh, not great. So, oh, uh, really? No, it was, it was shielded from him. So... Um, <laughs> We all know that I do not iron. No. And when I was like 17, 18, I used to work for ITV in Manchester. And we, Steve Coogan was a guest on a show and I was helping out the wardrobe department because they were a person short. And they said, right, this is Steve Coogan's shirt. This is what he's brought to wear. It needs pressing. Can someone please go and press it? And I'm like, 
Oh, my, the floor suddenly became very interesting. And anyway, it, it was my job to press it. And it was, it was a very posh shirt and it was a very delicate fabric. And then I had my iron on far too high and I singed his shirt. So in a panic, went running towards the wardrobe lady, like, what do I do now? You made me do it. Like, you made me iron. This is what happens when I iron. And uh, yeah. she dash out to um, the local concession and replace his shirt. I don't know if, I don't know if she got the same color or what. I made a hasty exit and- um, Yeah, and to be fair, having worked in that industry, I'm surprised she didn't want to do it herself to avoid exactly that sort of thing happening. <sighs> Gemma Bray. Um, I love Partridge, so I, I'm glad he didn't shout at me because it would have ruined things for me. Aha! Aha! <laughs> yeah. I, I think Alan Partridge is okay. There are some bits that make me absolutely howl and then mm. others where I'm like, mm. so that's very hard to please comedically. You're not going to wring anything else out of me. So I think we should go to someone that's sent in a rather apt yeah. considering we're talking about dirty laundry. Let's yeah. call this lady bemused about boxes. <laughs> you, can you just quickly tell us there's a very fancy new email address. Yeah. For anyone who wants to air their dirty laundry or confess to something or has a question that they need answering. Problem, life, conundrum. They will all be kept anonymous so you don't have to go through a rigmarole of setting up a fake Gmail account to contact us. Me and Chippy. Unless you say, I do not want this to be anonymous, it's yeah. going to be anonymous. It will assume it will always be anonymous unless stated otherwise. Um, and Chippy and, our, Chippy and I do have very good moral compasses. So we will not, we will not, not we will not do the dirty on your dirty laundry. No. <laughs> so the the email is confessions at the life laundry podcast dot dot uk, and I'll put that in the. Mm -hmm. What's this that's going on here? I'm doing hand actions. Why? Just for you. In the podcasting notes. I will put them in the podcast notes. Yeah. Okay. So this one has come from Bemused About Boxes. Hi, ladies. Hope you are well. The podcasts are great and they crack me up. Again, we've That's been through this before. She's following the tried and tested formula to be included. By yeah. Chippy. Oh, she's oh, said she reminds said me of Jennifer Saunders, who I love. I get that all the time. Do you? Not necessarily the voice. But people who, yeah, all the time that I look like her, or I have, or it's like I like her. There's some mannerism there that, that that people. Yeah, I think it's I. I'd like to think it's Jennifer Saunders, but I actually think it's mostly Adina Monsoon. <laughs> and sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that was quite Adina Monsoon. Now, bemused. Amused about boxes. But I love her voice, so I'm taking that. She said, about boxes, please keep me anonymous. Of course. Right. So, a boxes dilemma. Yeah. Whenever we go away anywhere, anywhere, in capital letters, right, my husband drops his boxer shorts and socks wherever he likes. I've just got a vision of this man dropping and going. Yeah. 
Another thing, as an aside, okay, socks in bed. No, during, absolutely not. During the thing. No. I mean, that is a deal breaker for me. I, do, I have problems with socks on during, even if we're not in bed. Unless we're outside. Is that too much? <laughs> with socks i remember one of my really good friends growing up at, dumped her boyfriend because he tried to be amorous with her whilst he was still wearing his ankle socks and she was like yeah i can i would yeah no anyway i digress my husband whenever he goes away he goes away he just drops his shorts and boxes wherever he likes usually in the corner of the room that we're staying in and they fester in a smelly little undergarment pile painting a nice picture i don't mind being a suitcase guardian for the kids but it just takes it too far it drives me mad she's actually like i'm actually grinding my teeth thinking about it <laughs> anyway oh, this, i missed this bit yeah Primarily because for the 16 years before they get married, he was obsessively neat and tidy. So obviously something has happened when the vows were exchanged that he thought then he he did not need. No, to it's when he's seen that she'll she's she's turned into his mum. boxes. Anyway, she cracked after after a summer of weekends away with no holiday, as of lockdown dealing with the boxers pile, obviously, every, everywhere they went, mm -hmm. strike. So they visited his brother, who was married to the Muse of Boxers best friend. Okay, bit, bit like you. Yeah, my yeah. sister is married to my husband's. Yeah. I assumed, see, this is, this, this is where she went wrong. I assumed that he would pack them himself after, Lee's, after I left the case up there for him to pack when we were leaving. No, no, no. Because when Bemused About Boxes got home, her friend texted her to say that she'd found four skiddy pairs of oh, boxes. Oh, no, she didn't say No, no, I've added that. Oh. I've added that. Artistic license. That was poetic license. Sorry about that. <laughs> four pairs of dirty boxes squirreled away in their spare room. What I want to know is what happened... Did the friend wash them, press them, and, send and return them, them? I have thoughts about this. Does she now? Obviously, she shouldn't have to do this, but something needs to happen when they arrive. So my husband sort of does this, but he makes a dirty laundry pile, and then that just becomes our dirty laundry pile. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or I have to say to him, as if he were my fourth child. This is the dirty laundry bag. And then it redirects. But like does Joe say, I'm not a child? No, Joe says, I'm your fourth child. Right. Okay. I don't, Joe doesn't pack for himself. Joe. Joe does not pack for himself. I pack for Joe. Does Joe buy his own clothes? No. So I do feel like for the most of this series, we have hailed Joe as being a Superman. And in many ways he is. But I do a lot. I do all the packing. I buy his clothes. I basically am his brain. And um, he is very neat and tidy, but he needs some prompting. 
but I would would say to him so either he does put his dirty laundry in a pile but that's his dirty laundry pile um and then I just add mine to it because I'm like oh well that's where it's all going to go or I'd say to him this is where we're putting the dirty laundry but then because I'm packing anyway I have to put you know it's just part of my packing whereas are they packing separately where does her dirty laundry go well I always everyone packs a, a spare bag don't they that's that lives in your suitcase that's for all you well I have I use packing cubes yeah and then each kid has one yeah and we have a couple and then so when we get somewhere one the biggest packing cube usually then becomes the laundry packing cube yeah that's and I hold stuff up and put them into it receptacle yeah so but what will usually happen is joe will start his little nest of dirty laundry but it also he he's he's sort of like a weird animal because sometimes he'll put down a shirt first and then everything goes in the shirt like he might tie it onto a stick and Go to seek his fortune. Yeah. Yeah. A stinky fortune. It's funny actually because when um before Mike and I were like we were friends, but we thought we thought this is going back. This is going back years, right? Um we had a party at my house and he got so drunk that he was sick in my pedal bin. Nice. Now when you asked him about that, he said, well, at least I wasn't sitting on the floor. At least, because we didn't have a downstairs bathroom, right? So he, he ran yeah. and he you know, was sick in the bedroom. <clears throat> um, and I have never, ever, 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 ever let him live that down because he didn't tell anyone he'd been sick in the pedigree. No, you don't. He let everyone go to bed. And in the morning, I woke up, tried to make myself a cup of tea, opened the bin. And I threw every single one of those smelly boys that had come to stay in my house out so i knew it was one of them but <laughs> it wasn't any of the women it did you not- keep did you keep the one that had actually done the deed i didn't know it was him and he, and he yeah check- but that's what i mean was he already ensconced well enough that you threw all the other ones out yeah i threw him out as well they were oh, all okay. like friends i was like get out you dirty sods don't come back someone's puked him in and like i couldn't uh, couldn't like bring myself to have to throw the throw the bin away and buy a new bin. And it wasn't until years later that he confessed that he, he was he was the puker. And by that stage, he had his feet well under the table. <laughs> Where does her do- dirty laundry go? Does he know there's a system? Does he pack his clothes at the end of the day? I have visions of like him not putting them in a pile. He's like literally walking through the room, shedding garments as he's going. It's usually in the corner of the room, which makes me think, yeah, smelly little undergarment pile. Which means, is she then packing or is he then packing and deliberately leaving them? That's what I'd want to address. It's like, if he's doing his own packing, but leaving the pile of dirty laundry, he needs a right foot up the bum yeah because yeah that's why i say I let him know where the laundry bag is mm-hmm. if he's doing his packing 
yeah at the start of a holiday yeah <laughs> this is your friendly laundry bag um and if he's packing his yeah if he's packing his clothes and leaving his dirty laundry he needs to sort it out but i love the fact that she left it there although i feel bad for the sister and all i bet he had no shame Right, let's, let's sort out Dead Dog Debbie. What's she been up to? Dead Dog Debbie. Right. Settle in, folks. You're going to need some brain power to work out how this story is. Yeah, this one is more of a confession yeah. than, a, a, than a request. For right. So years ago, uh, Debbie used to work with an, um, a male friend in a boring office. And so they used to get up to tomfoolery. Okay. to pass the time happy at that what does it sound like it was that sort of tomfoolery tomfoolery implies nothing to do in the trouser department <laughs> okay <laughs> tomfoolery is is like tomfoolery is like chair races up and down the office yeah yeah right okay good right not fooling around it's tomfoolery okay Get it right, Jenna. There was no. I might, I might nick that. Tom. There's no. Bi there's no biblical foolery. Yeah. Tom, Tom foolery. I might, I might see. Oh, see something's brewing. Yeah. Go on, carry on. Um. Oh. Okay. I'm back. Uh. So, her dead dog Debbie's best friend was looking after her sister-in-law's dog, um, who she didn't really like. The the dog was uh, small, ancient, with notoriously bad breath, and no matter how much it was fed, it looked—it never looked not malnourished. Um, used to drive my best mate mad. Um, she didn't really want it in the house, but this one night it came to stay overnight and died suddenly but peacefully on its little cushion. I think we should take so, a dog. <laughs> no dogs were harmed. Stinky Sid. Okay. Yes. So not a deliberate sabotage. So the next morning, the best mate has to go to work. She's obviously let the sister-in-law know about the tragic tale that happened in the night. Um, but the owner was on a work shift and couldn't leave. So um, the best friend was, sat, you know, freaked out and uh, confused about what to do with the little corpse because she had the gas man coming to fix the boiler. And the neighbor was going to let the gas man in. So she's got to go to work, leave the dead dog. The neighbor's coming in to let the gas man in. So she's in quite a flat. She's texting her best mate about this. What are you gonna do with the dead dog? Personally, I would have wrapped it in a blanket and wedged it in a cupboard or popped it outside. Anyway. Taking it to work with me. <laughs> Would you in the car? Or got nifty over as the day progressed as things started to excrete. Anyway, um, so she's texting. <laughs> so the so dead dog Debbie and her colleague decide this is the time some of the aforementioned tomfoolery. So she gets she gets her colleague to phone up the best friend and pretend that the gas man has um, phoned the RSPCA 
to say that they arrived to find a dead dog <laughs> at the house um, and that they have had a report in and he's calling from the RSPCA. Apparently the best friend immediately <laughs> started shouting, it's not my dog, it's not my dog, it's my sister-in-law's dog. Um, without, without any delay, she started shouting this. Uh, so eventually the friend confessed. What? Told her out, basically. Yeah, as soon as any hint of trouble. Um, so they confessed and she wasn't happy at first, um, but apparently she did get her revenge, though we don't, we don't know what that revenge was. Um, so yes, that was, that's their confession to phoning up her friend at work, who's already had to deal with the trauma of her sister-in-law's dog dying in the night. Not as easy as the goldfish, is it, where you can just go and get a replacement? I mean, like, a dog is a little bit more tricky. Sounds like it was its time, and it was old and smelly. But also, if I was working on shift and someone phoned me up and told me that Mouse had died, I would literally be like, I'm leaving. I'm probably going to have to take six weeks off. I'm going to be wearing black. Everyone in the office should wear black. I'm going to send out little black bordered cards with a picture of Mouse on. I was looking back over on my Facebook memories and their Facebook memory popped up of Eddie and Ben when Ben... I saw that. <gasps> but then I realised that was five years ago and Eddie was like two then, which means Eddie's seven, which means Eddie might not have... The mouse is 10. How long do they live, little dogs? 14, 15. God. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, I've got him for ages. Um... Yeah, so she, she's 10. And Jo said last night she's the sprightest little 70-year-old. And I was like, don't say, oh, God. Um, I love that picture of Eddie and Ben. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I had a, I've, got, I've got a story about, two stories about the RSPCA. I'll keep them brief. Yeah. Um, my story was um, when I was walking a dog years and years and years ago, I found an escaped chicken. Yeah. And um, I tried to catch, I don't know why, said chicken. You ever seen that th scene from Rocky where he's running around trying to chase the chicken? Mm, like, no. It's meant to, you know, speed and agility. Meant to... Okay, we should have like a, at some point, a list of famous films that we've never watched. Yeah. Rocky. A very big list. Anyway. Um, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Going off on a tangent. Um, so I tried to catch <laughs> chicken. I, you can't, I don't know if you ever try to catch a chicken, it's really difficult, especially if you've got a Labrador in tow, right? So I, I was on my lunch break, I phoned up my work colleague, we weren't very busy in this office, we almost, we had the same relationship as Dead Dog Debbie and her colleague, we'd have chair races and have Do Tom Foolery. Yeah, Tom Foolery. I phoned up my colleague, I was like, you have to help me catch this chicken. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know why, it's escaped, I'm, I'm invested, I have to catch this chicken. Anyway, we caught the chicken, we put it in a box, we um, put a towel at the bottom of the box, we say, is this obviously belongs to someone, this chicken? Um, and we phoned up the RSPCA, and the RSPCA were, thank you, we don't do birds, just let it go. <laughs> I spent two hours from my lunch break trying to catch a chicken. Second story about the RSPCA. It was recently called the RSPB. That was my error. Yeah. Yeah. They should have told you to call the RSPB. I've got a story about that. Anyway, carry on. And recently, I was walking down the road. It was locked down, and I saw the cutest ginger cat, Tom Cat, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, it looked like, bless him, he'd been run over. He had half a closed eye and his tongue was sticking out. Like this. Oh. He looked like that emoji. Half closed eye, tongue sticking out. That's what he like. <laughs> And he was laying down. And I was like, oh my God, he's this cat. But it looked like it had been run over. And I was like, yeah, that's his <laughs> so I phoned at the RSPCA and the RSPCA were like, we're very busy, it's lockdown, we can't get to all our calls. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I thought, what I'll do is take a picture of it and I'll put it on the local mum's Facebook group. Someone is bound to know whose cat this is. They did know who this cat was, right? This woman replied back immediately saying, that's my cat. Ignore him, he does it all for attention. That's just his face. <laughs> it's just his face. It's a rescue cat. He's been in a few fights, right? This cat is the most amazing cat. He has got such an amazing personality. He knows that he, he knows there's something about him that makes people feel sorry for him. We used to have a house in Norfolk and we found a baby bird and it looked okay that it couldn't fly. And my dad used to know a lot about birds. And so I phoned up and described this baby bird to my dad, right? And he was like, are you sure it's a baby? And I was like, yeah, yes, definitely a baby. And he was like, well, it sounds like a kestrel. And I was like, oh, fancy, I found fancy bird. So I called up the RSPC, uh, RSPB and yeah. was like, I found a baby kestrel. And they were like, oh, that's exciting. And we nursed this baby kestrel and they were so excited about it, they came to pick it up. And it turns out it was just a swift, and they can't it wasn't a baby it was a full-size bird but because I've been insistent that it was a baby because it was small um and they just can't fly from the ground so you have to throw them up in the air so you have and, to um, launch them you have to launch them because they can't take off from the ground and so she just went into our back garden and like hurled it in the air and off it went there are those birds that are flightless what there are other birds that are flightless. I don't know, but swifts are definitely the main one. So if you find a swift, gently throw it up in the air oh and it might take off. But you have to catch it. You have to be prepared to catch it again because sometimes they get dehydrated if they've been on the ground for a long time. And then they need to be taken in and looked after. That's my RSPB. If you're a swift, rule one, one of being a swift is never go to the ground. Yeah, but I think if they get chased by, by a bigger bird, yeah. then sometimes probably you just accidentally land on the ground to get out of the way. I don't know. Or you're not, I don't know. It sounds like a very stressful existence. It's like being in an episode of Speed where you can't go below 50 miles. Yeah. Can't land. There's probably a swift Keanu Reeves somewhere hotting about <laughs> and on that note what's your positive of the week uh very nice time in spain really? so my positive went and saw my friend in spain haven't seen her since february mm. that's my positive what's your positive i went on telly and didn't met myself <laughs> yeah that was your positive from last week i'm going on telly yeah, but we also had an alternative positive in case I didn't go on telly. Did you use that one? No, I used them both. <laughs> Stop them both in. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm the world's worst. I, have, I haven't either, because uh, I don't like watching myself back. Although... No, and I like the fact that you literally choose the, the only time in the past two years that I've been out of the country. I feel an ambition. on the belly with the loo roll. That wasn't my idea. That was the producer's idea to have that loo Gemma roll. Gemma in her shed, Kent, yeah, saw I that. Like, I was like, can we not do the loo roll? So, no, I think it'll be good. Good visual. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, like, Eamon and Ruth both picked up a loo roll, and I was like, oh, God, we've all got loo rolls. And so, what are talking about with the loo roll? Compounding. Compounding, yeah. Um, and someone messaged me a picture of it with a loo roll going, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> but you did it that's good yeah I did it and I didn't wet myself and I was <clears throat> very pleased about it and I was very pleased about the fact that I felt the universe had done me a solid by just being head and shoulders so nice and I, I messaged me to, to ask if I was dressed from the waist down I was no. shoppers from the from the waist down shorts and slippers I was going to be recording in the shoppers day and actually I went into the shoppers and there was a little fox in my shoppers sat on the rug so i made a heffis swifty retreat has derek dealt with the fox well they, they're just everywhere i don't know where, where, where about you but they, they it seems to now think the shoppers is its kennel oh no because loki eats foxes so we're pretty fox free eddie looks very depressed about it He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> Right, so <clears throat> don't forget if you have got a confession or a conundrum or ask for a bit of life advice use the email confessions at the life laundry podcast.co.uk and we will do our best endeavor to help don't we chippy yeah always we oh. are helpers not hinderers ish you're i'm more, more of a <laughs> and on that note we shall speak to you next week say goodbye chippy bye bye, bye.